Hey, Chris. Hello. Uh, and to everyone else, welcome to this Coffee Smarter Chat hosted by me, Ryan Wolt of Roast West Coast. I got to start learning to read these these intros as I write them. That's, this is never I came work. first this time, everybody. I came first. <laughs> I said hi to me first. I said hi to Chris first instead of everyone else. This is the podcast, Coffee Smarter, where we try to help you, listeners and readers of our coffee newsletter at roastwestcoast.com, make a better cup of coffee at home. Uh, we had a whole first season in which we talked about different types of manual grinders, automatic grinders. This is our second episode of season two. I'm joined once again by my coffee mentor, the infinitely wise Chris O'Brien. We aren't worthy, sir. We are not worthy. He is the founder and head roaster at Coffee Cycle Roasting in Pacific Beach, San Diego, uh, which is where I get a lot of the coffee that I drink. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Ryan. It's lovely to be here with you. And thank you for commenting on my wisdom. You know, I don't, you're not wise generally, but you are wise in the things that we talk about specifically. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that. I'll take whatever wisdom I can get credited with. Thank you. I I feel like last week you were upset that I didn't, I didn't rib you hard enough. Uh, So this week we're going to, we're going to make up for it. Welcome to the show. I really want to help people make a better cup of coffee at home because even after, what, how long has it been that I've been making my own coffee since I started working with you six years, something? You know, every hour I spend making coffee with you feels like six years. It does, doesn't it? I've been making coffee at home for the better part of six years, making individual cups of coffee, and I am still struggling to make the best cup of coffee. And that is the problem with this journey you've all gone on, which is that you will be doing this for the rest of your life because you can't stop. It's a wonderful journey. Embrace it. You're great at it. And I am very proud of your progress. But you've you've set these standards that I have to try to achieve, and that gives me anxiety. I go to sleep at night, and I just lay there staring at the ceiling thinking about brewing my next cup of coffee. Then I've done my job well. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be afraid, everyone. We're going to make it easier. Chris, what are we talking about today? Today, we are going to talk about grind size, because last week we talked about grinders and good ones and bad ones and what makes a grinder good. And today we're going to kind of go a little bit deeper and talk about why that matters and, and what uh, what control you can have over making your coffee better by controlling the grind size. I think you mentioned it last time, but the idea that different styles of coffee demand different sizes of grind is an important starting point because if I grind my coffee fine for like a V60 pour over medium fine, and I try to use that same coffee in a French press, it's not going to work as well. Definitely true. And you know, it's it's funny because over the years in working in coffee and interacting with lots of different people, you get some kind of interesting opinions that people have about making the coffee stronger or weaker by controlling that grind size. And generally in, in coffee as professionals and always trying to make it better, we sort of kind of want to think that there's there's an ideal for each brewing device. So if uh, the recommendation for a French press is to grind coarse and somebody tells me that they like to grind it very fine because they like a strong cup of coffee, I just want to point out just to begin with that, that there's not going to be any more caffeine in that. We're all talking about taste when this is concerned. What is the taste that we like and that we think is the best? So here we're trying to try to make your coffee taste better. Um, whether you make your coffee poorly or well, 
it will probably still caffeinate you. Caffeine gets into the coffee very easily and we're not too worried about that. It's really, it's, it's going to caffeinate you. It's going to wake you up. I'll point out, we've already kind of had a few vocabulary words that we've used referring to kind of the scale of the coffee grind, fine, medium, fine, coarse, you know, is there, what are in general, those words that are common, Chris, like in my mind, I'm thinking about the thickness of the coffee grind, you know, these individual <laughs> grinds, not thick, T-H-I-C-K, not T-H-I-C-C. I, I just, I love some of the vocab that we use on this, on this show, because, you know, Ryan, you have this wonderful way with words just in general, but, you know, obviously in coffee, we sort of have these words that we tend to use. And, you know, whether you're talking about scale or thickness, uh, those are not words we, we usually use, but they're all words that are, that are helpful. Um, and so generally we talk about grinds being fine or coarse. And when we're talking about that, what we're talking about is if you look at a single piece of coffee grounds um, and you find the perfect average piece from the grounds that came out of your grinder and you measure how big it is, how big is it? You know, how many milli, milli, milli micrometers across is it? You know, how, how, how large is this piece? And that's really what we're talking about. And it can be really useful to compare the piece sizes to some everyday things that we're really familiar with. So uh, you think about like sand on a beach, you think about like fine table salt. Those are like good, good things to think about as far as like what a coffee grind size should be maybe on average. It's sort of like a medium, right? If you're thinking about like fine table salt or, or beach sand, beach sand might be a little bit more coarse, you know, um, and the various grains of salt that you can get, you can get salt in different different particle sizes as well, because salt gets ground up. Those can be a good good uh, guideline for thinking about whether your your coffee grounds should be finer or coarser. So finer is smaller pieces, and coarser is larger pieces. I love to use a lot of analogies when I talk about coffee grinds. So you know we talk about sand um, on the beach, but if you think about What's happening, if you think about zooming in on it and you think about it on this kind of more analogy scale rather than like reality scale, you can think about sand or gravel, like fine gravel. So if the particles are, are large, the water runs through it kind of like it's going to run through gravel. It's going to rush through it very quickly. And if the particles are very fine, like what's finer than beach sand, you think about maybe like clay. Clay is very, very small pieces of dirt. And water is going to run through that very, very slowly. And so that's going to be, you know, one of the things that matters as far as these particle sizes go is how quickly does water run through it? And so that clay versus gravel comparison is useful for thinking about that. It's a very fine line, too, of, of um, the water running through it or the water running around it. Because I believe you told me in the past, especially with espresso, and we're not talking about that right now, but water will find the, the path of least resistance. Oh, absolutely. And that is relevant for all brewing processes. Right. And so that is one of the reasons why, and I think you mentioned this before on the show, but we want our coffee grinds to be relatively uniform in size. Yes, always, always. Whether they're fine grounds, medium grounds, coarse grounds, you always want them to be more or less the same size. You don't want to mix fine grounds and medium grounds. You don't want to mix fine grounds and coarse grounds. You get the idea. We want all of our grounds to be roughly the same size. And one half of the reason is because if we want the water to run through it 
all at the same time, all at the same rate. We want the water to run through it all at the same rate. The other reason is what we discussed in last week's episode, is we want all the particles that we're, we're brewing with, all those grounds, we want them all to extract at the same rate. And what we talked about last week is extracting is kind of thinking about them like ice cubes that are melting. We're getting the coffee out of the grinds and into the water. And that's going to happen in a way that's sort of similar to ice cubes melting. Because some of that solid coffee does dissolve and get into your liquid coffee, which was once water. So that's what we're working with. We're trying to get the grind size to allow the water to flow through at a certain rate. And then we're also trying to get all the grounds to melt or extract at the same rate. So if you're on the other side of this listening going, okay, that's all great in theory. How do I know if my grinder is doing that? The simplest and the first step I would say would be to grind some coffee, put it in your hand or put on a sheet of white printer paper or something and look at it. Yep. Does it look like there's a bunch of big chunks of coffee versus a bunch of small chunks of coffee, you know, fine grinds. See if you, if it's grinding evenly. And if it's not, then start working backwards to figure out how can you fix that? Is it just the quality of my grinder? Am I using a blade grinder? And then I'm kind of out of luck. But if I'm using a burr grinder, does it need to be cleaned? Is there stuff, you know, is there leftover coffees in the hopper? I mean, there's a million little variables there. But that is that would be step one. Grind your coffee. Grind it at the different settings on your coffee grinder and see where it's coming out. I can't reinforce what you just said enough, Ryan. Um, grinding your coffee, putting it, like you said, on a sheet of white paper, just, just a little pinch of it. It doesn't have to be a lot. And looking at it with your with your with just your eyes. You don't need a, a microscope or anything like that. Just look at it and see, does it all look relatively the same? Or can I see a huge wide variation? And, you know, I, I don't want to get too deep into how far Ryan and I have gotten into this. But one thing we have discovered together is that a lot of grinders, when you put them, especially on the coarser settings, are actually so wildly off of each other. They, they create such an inconsistent grind size that they're not useful at all. If you pick closer to what your grinder is telling you is a medium grind size, that might actually be a great use in any situation that's calling for a coarse grind size, like a French press. You might get a better result with that medium grind size that's consistent than you will with the, quote, coarse grind size uh, that your grinder is telling you is coarse, but is really a mix of coarse and medium. That's really going to affect the flavor of your coffee. I know a lot of people like to brew on a French press. I certainly enjoy it a lot. There's certainly other ways of brewing with coarse grinds. Cold brew at home is commonly used with coarse grinds. Um, I recommend giving it a try. Try that medium grind instead. Just look at your grounds and see, do they all look like table salt or do they look like table salt and little chips of wood in there or something? You know, it's a uh, table salt plus gravel. You know, we don't, we don't want two wildly different or more wildly different particle sizes. We want them all to be pretty equal. And don't be afraid to ask when you're buying your coffee beans. If you're at the coffee roaster and you're saying, oh, you guys are doing batch drip, you know, Chris's Honduran amazingness, uh, which is probably an actual name of a coffee Chris sells. Yep. <laughs> and you say, hey, what would you recommend that I grind this at at home? Like what settings or what coarseness level, what fineness level? Because there's a good chance they had to dial that in to make a pour over. 
you know, what are you guys using for pourovers now, Chris? V60s or what do you guys do? Yep, V60s. We're using the Hario Switch, which is a variation on a Hario V60. Right. So if you're doing something similar at home, you at least have a baseline to start with. And he mentioned the the various settings on a grinder. We've done grinder episodes before. I'll link to those in the show notes and again on roastwestcoast.com. But for for example, my grinder, which is kind of entry level, I have learned that I can really only use the first three or four settings from fine to medium before it goes you know, off the rails. And my finest setting is actually pretty close to what I would use for a V60. I could never use it for an espresso, but that's okay because I'm not pulling espresso at home. So it works for me, but it took some time before I learned that. So definitely ask when you're buying your coffee, hey, any recommendations on the grind here? Um, what are you guys grinding at? And if it's not overly busy with 100 people in line, they might even be willing to show you the, the grinds that they're using when they grind a cup of coffee and say, hey, this is kind of what it looks like. And you at least have that visual stimuli to say when you go home to look at, you know, and we all have phones, you know, camera phones and that kind of thing now too. But I think the point of what I'm trying to say is that most coffee roasters are excited that you want to make their coffee well at home because there's nothing worse than having a great cup of coffee at, at Coffee Cycle, buying that tin of coffee, taking it home and not being able to replicate it because I'm like, I know even if it's still a good cup of coffee, I know how good it can be. That's what I'm striving for. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, if I just had to sum everything up, you know, I'd say to look at your grounds, look at them, see if they're uniform or not. We want uniform. And then to trust the taste of your brew over what the grinder is telling you. You know, so experiment. Try grind sizes of different sizes you know, Ryan and I were talking off off the air a little bit about his new coffee brewer he has at home. And, you know, the, the best thing to do is just experiment with it. Try it at different settings. Taste it. What you like is what matters. If the grinder is telling you and the brewer is telling you use a medium grind and you use your medium grind on your burr grinder and you don't like the taste, try going finer. Look at those grounds first, maybe. See if they're consistent and all. And then if they're not, Go finer, go coarser, try something out, but try something that you know looks consistent to your eyes, and then hopefully it tastes good to your mouth. (laughs) Uh, Hoping that something tastes good to my mouth is my general policy for all of my coffee and food-related endeavors. (laughs) That's that's an admirable goal. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to go on another tangent there, but I decided to keep it to myself today. I saved you from that (laughs) (laughs) chris thank you for being here as always we've got another episode coming up where we're still talking about this idea of coffee grinds and and coffee beans and in particular weight Uh, i'm looking forward to getting to that and uh, i'll see you again in the near future i hope i hope uh everything's going well yeah it's going great and i'm looking forward to our next session as always So let's get to some key takeaways from the second episode of Season 2 on Coffee Smarter that I think we'll call Get On Your Grind. Different styles of coffee demand different sizes of grind. Brewing stronger or weaker won't change the amount of caffeine in a given amount of coffee. Finely ground coffee creates smaller coffee bean particles. With a fine grind, during the brewing process more coffee is exposed to water, 
leading to a quicker extraction. Finer grinds are commonly found in pour-over coffees like the V60, where the extraction is happening while the water is finding its way through the beans. Conversely, coarsely ground coffee creates larger, or thick, T-H-I-C-C as the kids say, coffee bean particles. During the brewing process, extraction will be slower because the water isn't exposed to as much surface space of the coffee. Think about a coarse grind that you might use for a coffee brewed as a French press. Extraction from the larger particles happens over an extended brewing recipe, and because the entire particle is submerged the entire time. Also, I don't know what the kids are saying, so you shouldn't listen to me if I ever say that. Whatever grind size you're using for your coffee, you'll want those particles to be relatively uniform in size to avoid an uneven extraction. A visual exam of the coffee grinds on a white sheet of printer paper will give you a lot of answers. Your grinder might claim 8, 10, or even 20 different grind options. But realistically, only some of them will be viable. The coarser a grind setting, the less consistency we've seen in a consumer-level grinder, especially on the lower end, but even among respected brands at higher prices. You'll want to experiment. Finally, most coffee roasters want you to make a great cup of their coffee at home. Buying a bag of coffee from a local roaster who makes a great cup of coffee, taking it home and brewing a poor cup of coffee is super frustrating. They want to help you to do it right. I don't know about you, but I feel coffee smarter today, and I hope you do too. Chris and I will be back next week to shine a light on how we weigh coffee beans. You heard that right. An entire episode on weighing coffee. I sense the anticipation building. Thank you for listening today. The goal of the Coffee Smarter Podcast is to help you make a better cup of coffee at home. This podcast is part of the Roast West Coast Coffee Network. You can find Coffee Smarter show recaps, details, and more coffee information on roastwestcoast.com. A big thanks to our supporting listeners and readers and our incredible coffee industry partners, including Chris at Coffee Cycle and Ignite Coffee Company, Marea Coffee, First Light Coffee Whiskey, Cape Horn Coffee Importers, Zumbar Coffee and Tea, Ascend Coffee Roasters, Moster Coffee Company, Steady State Coffee Roasting, San Franciscan Roaster Company, Crossings Coffee, Ascento Coffee Roasters, Camp Coffee Company, and Hasea Coffee Source. This episode of the Roast West Coast Coffee Podcast is, was, has been written and recorded by me, Ryan Wolt. Chris O'Brien has joined me as an executive producer. Check out roastwestcoast.com for more Coffee Smarter content. Be awesome and drink good coffee. Smarter. thing to, to end it on i'm the worst <laughs> you're funny though you're genuine you know i mean i like you hey out there thanks for listening did you know this podcast is a listener and reader supported creative effort some amazing listeners and readers have chosen paid subscriptions to the roast west coast coffee newsletter on roastwestcoast.com Those awesome people are part of a growing community who appreciate craft coffee, learning about coffee, and being inspired by the guests on this show. 
If you are able and this show has been going really well with your morning mug of your favorite coffee, please subscribe to the paid newsletter at roastwestcoast.com. Thanks for listening, thanks for subscribing, and thanks for drinking good coffee.